What's up, you guys? This is Dish and Tea with JMV. I'm Jupiter. I'm Mercury. And I'm Venus. Today's topic for today is voter suppression. We need young people like us to understand the importance of voting. So we're going to lay a little knowledge on you guys. But before we get into what voter suppression is and its history, we're going to interview a young student on what he thinks voter suppression is and his personal opinion on it. So what is voter suppression to you? Voter suppression to me would be all the more richer people in the world can take control more of the ballots. And you have your working class or lower class, like your teachers and like workers with barely any money to survive off of. They just really don't have any say in it. Okay, so now what are your personal opinions on voter suppression? Um, personal opinions, I think that's underrated a bit because, like, we have all these people who actually need help, but I don't know why we're, like, not banning together because we have so many numbers and we need to get our ideas out there instead of just keeping them all to ourselves. Okay, well, thank you for your input. So, voter suppression doesn't sound like a good thing, right? Well, what is voter suppression? Voter suppression is a strategy to influence the outcome of an election by discouraging or preventing specific groups of people from voting. It's important to note that the U.S. Constitution does not explicitly include a right to vote. In fact, only members of the House of Representatives were elected by the people. According to the 1776 Constitution, even though the 17th Amendment enabled the direct election of U.S. Senators, we still don't directly elect our president. Technically, that's up to the Electoral College. Now, on the original version of the Constitution and Bill of Rights, it was left up to the states to determine who constitute the people. At first, only white men and freed African-American slaves who owned property were allowed to vote. Later, that was changed opening it up to all white men and some African-American males by 1850. The Jim Crow laws were introduced after the brief Reconstruction period following the Civil War. The laws included literacy tests, poll taxes, and some even held white-only primaries. Any attempt to protest against the Jim Crow laws ended in deadly retribution. Unfortunately, the history of voter suppression didn't end in the 1960s. Jay here. Unfortunately, there are many voter suppression tactics used today. For example, sometimes the changing of voting poll locations is used to prevent minorities from voting. An example of this is when Dodge City, a major Hispanic city in Kansas, had their only voting poll moved to a site half a mile outside city limits. And since some jobs don't offer time off to vote or people aren't able to commute, they are left unable to vote. Another tactic is voter caging. Voter caging is a tactic that specifically refers to times when a political party or another partisan organization sends registered mail to addresses of registered voters that they have identified as likely to be unfriendly to their candidate. All mail that is returned as undeliverable is placed on what is called a caging list. The group that has sent the mail then systematically uses this list to challenge the registration or right to vote of those names on it 
on the grounds that if the voters were unreachable at the address listed on his or her voting registration, then their registration is fraudulent and they should not be allowed to vote. This tactic was used on September 16, 2008, when an alleged Cajun scheme in Michigan, wherein the state Republican Party would use home foreclosure lists to challenge voters still using their foreclosed home as a primary address at the polls. The third tactic still used today is a voting roll purge. A voting roll purge is when voters are taken off the registered list. Voter purges are usually used to ensure that voter rolls are up to date, dependable, and accurate, but not always. Sometimes voter purges take off registered voters and when they show up to vote, they can't and thus are unable to vote until next election. An example of a voting roll purge is during Georgia's 2018 governor run when Secretary of State Brian Kemp is trying to purge 53,000 mostly back voters over minor inconsistencies with their voter IDs, such as a missing hyphen in their name. There are also other ways to suppress voters, for example, using physical intimidation, cutbacks on early voting, new voter ID laws, and more. But by recognizing and combating these tactics, we will hopefully be able to get more young people to vote. Now here's V with combating and recognizing voter suppression. Let me tell you what's T. Since 2008, there have been laws passed to make it harder for black people, the elderly, students, and people with disabilities to vote. Over 30 states have considered laws that would require voters to present a government-issued ID in order to vote, and studies suggest that up to 11% of American citizens lack the ID and would be required to navigate the executive burdens to obtain one or go without the right to vote altogether. However, there is a way to fight voter suppression. It is called absentee voting. Some jobs do not have election day off as a holiday, so they may not be able to vote on that day. So absentee voting is a great alternative for people to vote. Remember, election day is next Tuesday, November 6, 2018. Make sure to go out and vote. And now we will be taking a small break for ads. Make sure to stay tuned in. Are you tired of spending hundreds of dollars for some jewelry that you will probably get sick of anyway? Then go check out the company Bejewel Me. You can get fabulous jewelry and accessories for just $5. Who would want to miss out on a deal like that? There are accessories for both men and women. Just go to paparazziaccessories.com slash 153748 and place your order. Be prepared to be bejeweled. Alright you guys, that is it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, be woke and go vote.